0: So we are the Little Big Partnership. Um, This is some research that we pulled together exclusively for this, This it's a world premiere. You're the first people to set eyes on this. Thank you for the excitement. Um, We are a consultancy, a research and insight and strategy consultancy specializing in the kids and family space. So we help brands understand how to better engage with children and family through our ongoing understanding of children. Hopefully we can give some insight into into what they do and how they work and, and what children are all about. And this year I really wanted to focus on creativity um, and I wanted to share with you guys creativity and kind of what that means in a space with digital tools in. So what is creativity? Now, um, Lego have defined creativity as uh, uh, the creativity is the ability to create ideas, artifacts that are new, surprising and valuable there are many many ways that you can define creativity and actually research has and, and uh, cle- far cleverer people than me have defined it in a number of different ways but really they kind of pull out a lot of these key elements so innovative, new original thinking, imaginative productive, all these types of words kind of come out so I use the Lego one because I thought it was a really nice articulation um, I mean you know why use Lego that you know they're not they're not necessarily a kind of massively respected research body but actually they've probably spent more time an effort looking at creativity than children than any other organization on the planet so they probably know what they're talking about when it comes to kids creativity so that's kind of why i narrowed in on that one so it kind of frames the the kind of creativity and what we talk about when we talk about creativity and why is creativity so important for children um, and there's probably three different kind of really important pillars about why creativity is so important our robot overlords are due very soon. Sooner or later, all of our jobs will be taken up by robots and artificial intelligence, you know, and as much as this is kind of, there's a humor to that, um, there's a sense of reality to that. You know, a lot of the times we talk about the jobs that we're teaching our children today are the jobs that probably won't exist in 15 years time and actually the jobs that they'll be doing in 15 years time don't exist today. So we need to make sure that we're giving them the right set of skills and the right tools to enable them to enter the workforce force productively in the future Um, and where we think that probably things like robotics and artificial intelligence will take some of the, the 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 skills and the roles there's probably a sense that creativity and it's believed that a sense that creativity is one of those innate human things that actually probably can't be replaced by robots at least hopefully in our children's lifetimes so you know there's this sense that we need to make sure that that we're giving children a broader set of skills that don't just rely on 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 you know kind of a lot of logic based stuff we need children you know if you think about this kind of divergent and convergent thinking is is ways that people talk about creativity so convergent thinking is very much narrowing down and kind of trying to find a specific solution whereas divergent thinking is kind of okay well what's the broader what's the bigger picture what actually are all these options that exist so it's that divergent thinking which is kind of driving that creativity and we see that divergent thinking reduces with age. So, you know, 98% of three to five year olds have hugely divergent thinking. And that's because at this point they're not narrowing things down. They're just everything is exploring. Everything is an exciting adventure and they're trying to kind of broaden horizons. And then over the years that kind of you know that divergent thinking if you like kind of slowly disappears. And that's not and i and this isn't a this isn't a kind of you know, so Ken Robinson did a far better job at, you know, kind of talking about what he thinks the reasons are. And I don't think that necessarily this is indicative of our schooling system but I do think that there is a a situation where you know we are definitely narrowing our thinking and creativity is kind of declining as you get older so it's important that we understand, it's important that we kind of, how do we keep, how do we make sure that the divergent thinking doesn't disappear? Um, there's actually some, re- some research with something called the TCTT, which is, a, which is a much deeper test. It's almost like the creative version of an IQ test. And that's been done on a very, very big scale since the 1950s, uh, mainly in America, but they showed that, show that creativity increased on a fairly standard basis, like IQ has increased since the 1950s, until it hit the 1990s. And it plateaued, and then it started to decline. So there's a general decline in this kind of dis- divergent thinking that we're seeing. And, you know, that's obviously, uh, can be a worry. But the last reason why creativity is so important is it's, it's, it's just so important for children. And creativity in children is such an important thing. And I know that that sounds like a bit of a worthy thing to say, but it's not just because... It, creativity is the ultimate form of of self-expression. You know, and actually for children to be... To express themselves in a form that hasn't got judgment associated with it in a way that they can express their opinions express their emotions in a way that they can explore ideas and explore new concepts ultimately makes them very happy children are generally very happy when they're being creative in whatever form that may be whether they're making physical stuff or whether they're doing more digital um, creativity activities so all in all creativity is very important for children, from what they're gonna do in the future, from how it makes them feel, from society as a whole, you know, there's a, there is a general feeling, and I, and I didn't find anyone who didn't think that creativity was important, but you know, creativity is important, and we know it's declining. So what can we do? What is this, what is this world that we are entering? So we asked some children what they thought creativity was. Imagination.
1: Using your imagination to make. Stuff. Just like expressing your imagination, <laughs> colorful like making up things for yourself imagination yeah i think it means that you you have your own ideas and then you do it create using your imagination
0: so using your imagination coming up with ideas you know that's the kind of the the vibe you know children definitely kind of understand what creativity is you know, to use a quote, because why not use a quote? Every child is an artist, the problem is staying an artist when they grow up. So how can we make sure that we're keeping that creativity? Now, digital tools, and I'm not necessarily going to kind of wax lyrical about how amazing digital devices are, I am very much a digital optimist and I very much love the kind of digital tools and what they can deliver. But we, you know, more importantly than that is that we know how hugely influential they are in children's lives. We know that 38% of children, this came out of Ofcom last year, we know that 38% of children, it's, you know, the the, the tablet and mobile together are the the device that they would most miss out of all devices. You know, TV coming in second, a very kind of close second, but they are so hugely important and so hugely influential. So we kind of get to that point of do we have that equation which is you know we know that creativity is really important for for a child add that to the fact that you know digital devices are hugely influential therefore should we could we will we jump to the conclusion that therefore digital devices are this solution that we've all been waiting for and that ultimately is the kind of bedrock of the research and the kind of the big answer the big question that we wanted to answer with this what role do digital devices play what role do they play in enabling and nurturing a child's creativity and that's what we set out to find so we asked 20 children um, from 20 families what they thought we um, we kind of split them out they were aged between around 10 uh, 4 to around 10 um, they were pretty much equally split or they were exactly equally split between boys and girls um, there is uh, there was an ethnic diversity in the sample which isn't necessarily represented on screen so following on from uh, Lem's talk yesterday I kind of wanted to jump in front of that we didn't get permission from all the parents show all the children but there was a, a kind of a broad ethnic diversity um, and also a social Demographic diversity and a kind of general opinions towards parenting diversity as much as we could obviously it's only a sample of 20 so it's not necessarily going to be nationally representative but it's still it's uh, it's you know it's a, it's a fairly good mix What we did is we asked two-thirds of them to have some digital devices and to do be creative on digital devices and we asked a third of them um, to be creative in an analog world so almost just anything but not a digital device Um, we did this over a 14-day period so on every day we asked them to do a minimum of 10 minutes creativity Um, we said it was a minimum it wasn't a maximum And then we also asked them to fill in a journal, a daily journal about what was going on, who was doing what, how the child felt about the activity, how the parent felt about the activity and kind of uh, any feedback they had. And then we also followed up with a round of kind of questions at the end. And here are kind of some of the things that we asked them to do. And what we're doing as part of this is we were doing a before and after. We're seeing how that creativity changes. And we're also looking at individual children to kind of have a contextualisation of what they do. So here are some examples of some of the amazing stuff that, that these children did and actually this one's quite a a good example of what I spoke about earlier with creativity and children wanting to use creative output as a way of expressing it and understanding their emotions this is a child had a bad day so she just wanted to draw this kind of progression between her day and how she was feeling good and then she slowly kind of started feeling bad and she wanted to kind of express that from the kind of exciting to the standard you know so we're kind of across the board we had a, a whole bunch of different creative outputs so what do digital devices bring to the party again this is a bit of a listicle some good honest um, uh, clickbait as it was mentioned before but here it is here is the kind of the top seven things that we think that digital devices bring to the party as it were number one quick and easy to start we so we gave the, um, the families that were in our analog uh, group if you like we gave them um, uh, it's uh, a box of craft and arts and pens and paper and we gave them, you know, a whole bunch of stuff to kind of be creative And then one of the great things about a tablet is it's there. It's always ready. It's always quick You know, actually there's a lot of admin involved in you know in just general, you know pen and paper creativity but any form of creativity whether it's loom bands or hammer speeds or whether it's you know even things like instrument play Um, obviously not in things like just general imaginative play but the kind of uh, physical creative um, uh, tasks require some admin so and we also found a lot of time that parents um, that when we gave them the digital devices it was very much child induced so a lot of the children would kind of go oh can I do my creative thing now and you know let me go and get the tablet and so it's much much easier to kind of get straight in so that kind of quick and easy start digital devices are great at that the second thing was it made children proud and actually we think it made them um, almost disproportionately prouder of their output on digital devices than on physical devices um, so here's a short video to talk through some of what we'll talk about
1: Happy. Um, happy and proud of what it is. I can make a good one. That's a trumpet. If they say, well done, it'll like, well, make you feel happy, well. like, yeah, I'm proud. If you're happy because they can, like, say, well done, I think she spent a lot of time on this, that looks really good. I think, um, very proud, actually, because I think you can get quite a, uh, Quite a nice result. Quite a professional result, relatively easily from digital.
0: So there's a sense that you know one of the kind of bigger things that digital brings is this guided creativity. You know, if you look at something like hammer speeds or loom bands, they kind of have that same mentality where you're 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 kind of almost giving children a. a, a, a a structure within which to be creative. And that really helps children to create something quite quickly, which they can be very proud of. Whereas with just normal pen and paper, or with kind of those broader, just here's an instrument, just kind of play it, their output they weren't necessarily pleased with. Children are hugely aware of the quality of their output. You know, they will do a drawing. You know, my son, bless him, has been trying to do a picture to send into Blue Peter. He desperately wants to be on that board and he desperately does stuff. And at the end of it, he never sends them in because he's just not proud of them. He just doesn't think they're good enough to go up on the Blue Peter board. And so that sense of kind of pride in what you do is so important for intrinsic motivation to start a creative task. If you don't think what you're going to do at the end of it is going to be that good, you're not going to be that motivated to start in the first place. And there are some very creatively confident children there's some very creative. No, no. There are very creatively confident children who are more than happy to sit down and just try stuff. But there are also a lot of children that aren't confident in their creativity. And actually, what digital tools do is enable them to, to I guess, create something that they can be proud of quickly. So give them 10, 15 minutes on a digital device, and they can create something that they are super happy with. And here are some of the kind of examples of what the parents are saying. You know, it's like, look at this, Grandma. I've made some animals. You know, I've made a rainbow. I've made some poppies, I've made some, you know, it, it was they were so positive and so enthused about their output. I genuinely thought that this would actually be one of the things that was negative about digital, that actually, that because it wasn't a physical object, because it didn't have that tangibility of a bit of paper, because you couldn't put it on the fridge, that it would somehow lose its importance and lose its value but we didn't see that in the research we actually saw that they were equally as proud if not slightly more proud for the amount of time effort that they put into it we were quite cruelly for, for one child we kind of intimated that we might have to delete all of their artwork off their digital device and throw away all of their paper products they were more than happy for us to throw away their physical products but they had a little bit of a freak out when they thought that we were going to delete their digital products and we had to quickly explain that actually we can probably get around that that doesn't need to be the case but so they're very, very protective about these because they're creating stuff that they're they're proud of. Another one, proud, proud. It's kind of very much that proud. So I think one of the real big things is this guided creativity, which enables children to create something. And that guided creativity, what's so good is it can start off with very restricted, you know, kind of. Cr- restricted creativity it sounds like a kind of you know misnomer in some respects but where you're kind of saying well you know here's a couple of things and you can do that and then slowly but surely you can take those stabilizers off you can make things freer you know a lot of the apps that we chose some of them were very restrictive on what you could do and it's just like the music app we just place things here and it makes plays a song and some of them are very broad you know and there's a lot kind of in between And that kind of very broad is another one of the kind of great things about the digital devices is that there's this sense of unrestricted creative expression. That's another video.
1: Hello, and this is Luca and and we are going to find the monster. Hello, I'm not the Today, on Monday, is going to be very rainy. Now, I'm going to pass you over to Bob. speak to Bob now. Hello, I'm Bob and I'm raining, in I like it because I already did it twice and I knew what it would be like. With a rocket, and I thought I wonder what it would be like with something else, so I drew a car instead. Right. I like it because you can just draw whatever you want, you can <laughs> express your feelings. Yeah, and so you can create your own picture. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, make your own art. Your own You were at, if you were at, if you were at if school, at if school. If and you had to do no, a picture. Yeah and it had to be like a colour that a dog would normally yeah. be but then you could just draw your, your dog that's any kind of like this you can go woo cut that for the sun and you could do like a flower so you get the stem then you get like yellow in the middle then you get um a purple maybe it's fun because like if you're feeling down you can just like do it. draw happy stuff to make you happy or silly stuff <laughs>
0: So this sense of freedom, you know, this sense of I can just do anything, you know, I can just do whatever I want here, you know, I, I, and they talked about, you know, that we kind of followed up with the girl who was drawing the dog, and she was very much saying you know, if I had to do this in school you know, I'd have to do a dog the, right, the way that a dog is drawn, but, you know, because this is my device, this is my iPad, this is my world, you know, because it you know, to a degree, because I'm not doing it out on paper. I can just do lots of different things and I can just do it and I can try something else and just go a bit crazy, you know. And the girl was talking about the rocket. Don't know whether that came across very well, but the, the Dip Dap app um, is a really, really good app, kind of slightly younger. And interestingly, these were much older than, you know, the Dip Dap Target. But ultimately, it asks you to draw a rocket and then you see Dip Dap engage with a rocket and the rocket kind of shoots off. And she went, Well, I'm going to do a car. What will happen if I do a car, you know? And then all of a sudden, so. Her horizons were kind of blown open. We know how kids love to just explore and just kind of just do crazy stuff with all these different colors and all these different ways of doing it. And again, that kind of retryability kind of came in as well, which was particularly important for children who lacked a sense of um, who lacked creative confidence. They liked the fact that they could draw something, and then if they didn't like it, they could get rid of it. Or they liked the fact that they could draw something and realise, oh, I've just I've planned this a bit wrong. Okay, I can you know undo, undo, undo. I can redo this now. I can change you know. And they felt that the physical world, you know, if they're drawing on a bit of paper, you know, it's like a throw it up, throw it in the bin. It's a kind of frustrating moment, but. The constant ability to, to kind of change and, and to retry and just do again and do again and do again, you know, really helped with um, with children who felt less confident about um, their creative expressions there was this greater creative opportunities actually what their output can be what their output could be uh, is huge you know and actually you, within the you know within the confines of what you can create digitally we had videos we had photographs we had uh, music created we had pictures created, you know, we had uh, stickers created, we had uh, Father's Days created, cards created, we had so much kind of creative output that they probably never had access to before. They were cutting together videos that were actually pretty, you know, quite funny and quite entertaining and, you know, quite clever. And actually, all of a sudden, they had access to stuff that was probably, you know, again, one of the comments for much more of a professional output you know one of the kids was this was tell a story which a lot of them loved and a lot of them loved it as a family as well they would almost all get together and play little roles in the video and kind of put the little wigs on and be different um, play different uh, characters you know and one of the comments was well you wouldn't find that in my dressing up box it's that sense of you know all of a sudden a single device you've got access to so much more stuff it's finer
1: because you get what? to cause say if you didn't have some of these colors then you could use them on here
0: So even down to the fact that I've got colors that I don't have in my crayon box, you know, all of a sudden I can paint with a turquoise that I don't own, you know. So again, that kind of unrestricted creative access strangely and again this kind of sounds a little bit counterintuitive but this quantifying um, and qualifying creative output was particularly important and particularly important for the boys it it very much came in that all the boys found this good it kind of gamified creativity and that sounds like a really nasty kind of statement a little bit but but ultimately what it was enabling was it was enabling boys to kind of do something creative but get that measure of you know you've done well you've done good you know you've done better than you did last time some scores here's that reward that you like from all those games you play when you get 300 points or 700 points it enables them to understand how well that they've done without it being too judgmental Um, and they love that they love that sense of kind of levels and what to do next
1: would be good if they had levels, so um on two-player mode, you have levels. So you um on level one, you play a super easy the one. Then when it when on like level fifty, it it you play see it really 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 tricky
0: so i love that kind of that game that kind of game sense that you get with creativity so again kind of making creativity slightly more quantified all the boys loved that this was the feedback from one of the parents you know you've got points don't you yeah that's the one i love that that really worked for my son Um, he created a song and it was worth however many points and he can rank his performance and that as a kid that just really wants to kind of know okay this is what i'm doing this is how i'm doing and you don't get that with the kind of physical world you know, they're very much self-judgmental, you know, they kind of look at something that they're creating physically and kind of go, I do like that, I don't like that. So again, it kind of really works, particularly for the kids who lack a certain amount of confidence and want some feedback on their creativity. And obviously with an app like this, you create for children, you would only give positive reinforcement of their activity. And so it can only help to to encourage them to do more and to be better. And then finally, this kind of disposable element, which again, we thought was going to be a down point, but it is very much a kind of positive point in the fact that... um, it, you know that they could just keep trying you know that their their constant throughput of, of uh, creative endeavors was enormous compared to what it would be with a uh, within within the physical environment if you like they were just constantly creating stuff you know and they just kept on going and kept on going and you know they'd do a video and they'd save the video and they do something else and they'd do a song and they'd create a new song so actually their output which for many people is an enormous part of creativity that can get overlooked is actually the kind of productivity and actually how much stuff you're creating was enormous on digital devices because there was a sense of okay just keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going and that's probably not something that they would probably do so much of in the physical world they might get told off by their parents for using too much paper or you, you know and it's the amount of effort going into something kind of makes something a bit less disposable so in summary, um, the kind of findings that we got is is definitely digital devices are hugely important for a child and as part of their overall toolbox of creativity. You know, we found particularly for children that weren't that creatively confident, children that lacked a sense of, you know, that, that d- did feel that the that the art that they were creating in the real world or the music that they were creating in the real world or even some of the kind of constructs and um, ideas that they were coming up with in the real world, that they that It helped them and it encouraged them. It kind of got them going. It got them, it kind of got them, got the momentum started at least on the kind of creative endeavors. A lot of the children just didn't feel confident in in doing any form of creativity, and actually, this kind of really helped them. Again, it's kind of particularly a lot of the boys felt that they just weren't, you know, I'm not that creative, I'm not that creative. And actually, the kind of digital device brought them out of themselves a little bit and gave them the tools and gave them the ability to kind of be creative and express themselves that guided creativity made help them make something that they were really proud of straight away that they could kind of go this is great and that then helps that with that intrinsic motivation you know again we've seen children who you know start playing on a piano they don't do a very good job it doesn't sound how they want it to sound they're not achieving what they want to achieve so they never go back to it and actually what you can do is you can get rid of some of those barriers you know there are a lot of children that don't have those you know creative uh, barriers in place that they are much more confident they can just get through and do it but there's also a lot that aren't however um, you know what was what was very interesting is we had um, a lot of pushback from parents a lot of the parents were convinced that digital devices weren't going to be that useful they didn't like the screen time there was definitely this kind of negative thing we had a few parents that were convinced it wasn't going to make any difference and that that their children are always being creative and it it wouldn't make any difference you know and there is a sense that you know traditional you know draftsmanship and the ability to manipulate objects in the real world is important and it will never take away from that so I'm not saying throw away all your pens and paper and just go do everything on the tablet but I think as part of the overall package um, I think that the kind of the two together definitely help with bringing children along and helping children kind of start on an exciting creative journey enabling them them to express themselves to kind of understand who they are so that's kind of me, but I did promise I'd give you a quick overview of this. So this is what this kind of means. And again, who, you know, no one likes testing creativity, but ultimately there's different ways that you can um, express yourselves. So the top line, Anna was the most influenced, uh, sorry, fluent, because she created the most, uh, she used the most number of boxes. You've then got the different types of responses from a face to a wheel to a ball. You've then got people who are original and doing things in a different way. So you can kind of judge yourself against that. Uh, Later, or you can go online and kind of judge yourself later. Um, Anyway, thank you very much. I think there's a couple of minutes for questions.
1: Um, just a quick question, which is, um, I think it's all really interesting. I was interested in the intrinsic and extrinsic motivation side, and was the focus on whether intrinsic motivation was going to uh, be created by an initial extrinsic motivation for the children who maybe were less confident? And do you, were you thinking about what you were going to be looking at in terms of um, any follow ups to see if there was any sustained links or engagement? Because I think it's really interesting finding.
0: Uh, as far as the kind of instrin- intrinsic to entry there, there was a degree of that in there. And I think what we were trying to do is almost have the tablet as the extrinsic motivation. Because a lot of the children, you know, a lot of children are, in, are, are just have a, I guess they've got an, ex- an extrinsic desire or an ex- extrinsic motivation to play on the tablet, but not necessarily be creative. So we found that children that weren't creative... Uh, were happy to kind of force themselves into a creative path because it was a tablet and therefore it it had uh, an external motivation that they weren't necessarily, Um, so and then the intrinsics came as they started um, doing it. We did ask the parents to uh, mark out of 10 how uh, excited and who instigated and we did find that in the beginning it was parent instigated because we did say we want a minimum of 10 minutes and uh, you know, in the first two or three days, there was a sense of it's another 10 minutes of homework I've got to do. And then we saw over the 14 days that uh, that uh, the, the person who was leading the, the charge to have that creative output changed. And it went over to the kids, particularly in the digital space. Although we did see that a little bit in the creative space as well, um, that actually, you know, just actively encouraging any creative endeavor will hopefully lead to kind of a further desire for creativity. But it was more pronounced in the in the kind of digital space. And um, what's the second question about the kind of long term effect? I just
1: wondered if
0: you had any plans. We have the, we, we, we deliberately made sure that we have the ability to follow up. Um, whether we do or not will depend on many things, but we, we, it's, it's available to us. Okay,
1: well, thank you to Morris.